Hey, what's going on, everybody? As always, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the show. Got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 84th edition of the Don't Kill a Messengers podcast. First thing that we're about to get into for this week's edition of the show is we're about to start off with some NCAA. Uh, just FBI probe got people going nuts, guys. Uh, just what were your first thoughts when the uh, information came out? Uh, so I like still investigating. It looks like there's still some news to come out as well. So uh, just what's your thoughts so far? Uh, Louisville's not going to have a program for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, that that was the biggest, biggest name value that came out of it. Uh, since it looks like Rick Pitino is losing his job and bunch of their top recruits that were looking at them that were intending to go there decommitted. Uh, there's players already trying to seek their way out now that they've lost their their coach there and their and their AD. Yeah, and, correct. Yep. And all of this has happened. We haven't even gotten like a NCAA suspension or anything yet or a ruling from there. So uh, this is still super early and everything. Uh, but it's crazy, uh, especially seeing yeah. the connection with the, the schools, uh, some some names as far as coaching go. Uh, like Chef Person is in there, former NBA player. Uh, and then shoe companies. Uh, yes. Adidas has been the main one mentioned. Uh, so it's just, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what else is, is found out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think we can all kind of agree, like, this isn't exactly shocking news, only because I feel like we, we always assume something's happening under the table. Um, so when when this news breaks, I'm sitting here going, okay, so a school got caught. I'm not, I'm not sitting here in shock of, you mean schools are actually doing this stuff? You know, so... Yeah, I, I'm also on the other hand thinking, man, what other trouble could Louisville get into? Yeah. Um, you know, they're as at least as far as the early news is is concerned, they're taking you know the full load of it right now. Um, Rick Pitino's getting a ton of coverage out of it. Louisville's getting a ton of coverage out of it, uh, which is not good for them. Like Darnell said, players decommitting, looking to transfer, uh, and all that. So um, for me, definitely not shocked. I feel like if you're shit-got, you're pretty naive to athletics, especially college athletics. But, uh, yeah, uh, definitely not shocked. Just, um, I guess I feel bad for Louisville as a university because this is definitely going to tarnish their reputations, especially their athletics. Um, and then, you know, it's tough to say what's going to come out after this. Uh, I'll be interested to see if other schools are involved, uh, if any other big names pop up. I'll be interested to see what other sports get involved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I think the big, well, everybody, if you've seen the 30 for 30s, remembers the Pony Express when this happened at SMU and they got the gauntlet laid on them and yeah. they were practically out of having a serious, well, they basically went from national championship contenders to Pretenders, yeah, yeah, you know, to next to nothing, and very fast. So, you know, for me, I think that's the information I'm going to be most 
looking for, uh, what other sports get involved in the programs based off of those sports. Cause, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those situations where to avoid further penalty, I wouldn't be surprised if people or, well, I guess it would have to be people inside down an institution would come forward, um, and try and alleviate some of the penalty. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out after this. Yeah, like going with, I mean, I was thinking the same. Does it go to football or any of the other sports? But I guess the main thing we be looking, does this go into the football team? So do we see a big college football program go down to something like this? Uh, but I also wonder, does it end up reaching into uh, the brass of the NCAA as a whole? Mm-hmm. Actually, no anything that was going on to where it goes into that because yeah. basically most people think of the NCAA as a slimy organization so and like I said we're not surprised that something got found out in this way uh, especially when it's at the level that we have uh, I think it's a product of I was holding these kids down and not letting them go to the next level. And each one, they probably should be able to. Yeah, and I, I guess secondarily what I'm interested in, because I think as you know, us as sports fans, what happens with the NCAA and the penalized institutions kind of is what appears first in your mind. But secondly, I'm going to, like, I guess it's something I'll have to look Look into further, possible penalty could be laid on Adidas. Like, can can anything actually happen to them? As well, I guess it would. Yeah, I guess it would because it's still fraud, is yeah. it not? You know, so at that well, point, you're you're looking at federal law. Yeah, I mean, federal charges could definitely be brought upon them, but I mean, I would assume the NCAA as a whole could probably lay down an edict that no school can their branding. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But but also to a point, wouldn't you be looking at some of the schools that don't get penalized that are sponsored by Adidas and kind of say it's unfair for them that they have to pull sponsorship like basically mid mid year or something? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure there would be like a sunset period to it. Like they're not going to okay. stay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's February second, but we got you got to get all new uh, clothing or whatever is price. Yeah. As of at the end of the 2017 or 2018 season or something like that. Yeah. Uh, a new branding result. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and now, and also to be fair to Adidas, who's to say they're the only ones playing here? Very true. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we see Nike name get brought up here, then you're looking at Nike Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it's it, it'll be interesting. Like, there's just so much more that has to even come out. You know, all we're doing is speculating who's involved yeah. here. So a, a lot, a lot more needs to come out. But I did see something interesting today on on Twitter. Uh, you know, granted, stuff flies around the internet like wildfire. So, um, but uh, accounts tweet this out. But the Louisville athletic director, his daughter had a job at Adidas. Yeah, I saw that and too. That that just does not look 
good for the case yeah. at all. So, you know, I see something like that and I say, you know, maybe there is something actually going on here and maybe they'll find something. So, um, you know, as all three of us are, I'm sure, uh, just super interested to see where this leads because it could, it could hurt a lot of staple programs because, you know, one more outside of Lou, Jonah was thrown into it. Arizona basketball, there, you know. Yeah, one, one of their coaches was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if they if they get some sort of a big time penalty for that, you know, that, that's a, another staple program that's going to be hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a question uh, for you guys before we get into uh, a little bit more into Patino. Um, you guys are the NCAA basketball experts on here. Um, could y'all see, like, uh, with this whole thing going on with Louisville, could y'all see possibly they, them getting a uh, championship vacated or, uh, like, a Final Four appearance or anything that's like such, that taken away? That's a, that's a sore button with me, Trayon. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm... Depends on if they can source it back to that that season. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that would be the only fair thing. Um, if you can trace stuff to that season specifically, I mean, yes, vacate it. Um, but I'm also not a huge fan of vacating wins and stuff because it's like it's already happened. We know they won. Now there's just nashers by it. Um, yeah, you know, like for the NCAA's purpose, I completely understand vacating wins, and for, for school curds, I completely understand. But to fans, you can't undo what has happened. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can't see what I saw. Yeah. Like, like, I, 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 I still recall un- Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I cannot unsee Trey, Block having, Trey Burke having a clean block in the final game that got called a foul. <laughs> yeah. Can't unsee that. But but yeah, if you could trace it there, vacate it, sure. Okay. Uh, now, guys, let's just get right to uh, Patino. Um, how do you think this will affect him? Uh, do you think this will be the last time? Will he's, you would do you think he's done coaching uh, in NCAA period or? Well, if if he if he's found guilt, if he is found to have played any role in this, yeah, he'll be done college athletics for sure. Um. As far as NBA, I don't know. I, I don't think he makes it there either. I mean, yeah. I, I guess possibly as an assistant down the line, but yeah. and, and he, he's not a young gentleman by any, any meaning. Just with, with everything that's gone on with Patino from the whole extortion deal from him uh, sleeping with a trainer's wife or something like that. And then, yeah. Oh, he slept with a trainer's wife? Process. I, it, it, it was a trainer or an assistant wow. coach, something like that. <laughs> and then the wife tried to ex- extort him. Wow, uh, to, keep, to keep quiet. How long was this uh, ago? Not too, like it was like six, seven, eight years ago, I think, something like that. Oh wow! So yeah, I yeah. definitely didn't know about it. I wasn't here. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that then, of course, the whole having prostitutes and escorts for recruiting purposes. Uh, I mean, he, he skated on that, trying to say he wasn't aware of anything going on, but I don't know how a head coach doesn't know how yeah. kids are being recruited. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, so, I mean, with those things already that he's had to deal with and has been on thin ice and now this, I mean, because this one, this one got the AD fired as well. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. And this was beyond, like, the, the the fishiness of his daughter working for Adidas, but, I mean, this, this uh, guy, the AD, put his career on the line to save Patino's job from the... Uh, uh, from all all of the stuff, he kind of tried to vouch for him. So now it's only fitting he he lost his job and 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 they did as well. So I'm not I don't see any Rupertino. So hopefully he stacks chips up well and he has yeah. enough to pay for lawyer fees and still be able to live well. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, and, man. And real quick, let me let me throw another name into the ring that I think we, should, you know, probably should be on the look for here. But Richard Petito at Minnesota, hmm. like you know, like the the sayings, like father, like son. You know, I you see your dad do something for so long, and then you get into the game yourself. You know, it's I, now I'm not saying Richard Petito, I'm not saying. Anything at all, but I'm just saying he will be a, you know, a, a name that a lot of people will probably look at. Yeah, he's connected with him. Andrew Boy Cal, because everybody wants to throw him under the bus. <laughs> and, and I, I was about to say, man, I, I'm, you know, my man Cal. He brings in hella talent every year. Um, but you know, the thing that I think that uh, that will benefit him in this is, you know, the whole one and done thing. Like they get there and they get out. Um, but you know, there's still a possibility, you know, he's had, uh, problems in the past before. So, um, mm -hmm. but hopefully my man, uh, didn't do nothing as stupid. So <laughs> yeah. we'll just well, have to see. And, and along with that, you got to look at Bruce Pearl as well. Yep. Auburn's Auburn. named in there. Uh, yep. Yeah, Cause Chuck Person was named in that and Bruce Pearl, he has his, his history with, uh, the NCAA as well, where he, He's been dinged for, for doing some, some shady things as well. So he might be the next big name to get canned. Yeah. Uh, any worries about Tom Izzo possibly being in there, Darnell? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, and now, now to be fair, Darnell, I think every, I, I said before, you know, it's the idea that you think that this is happening on some level just about everywhere. So at this point, I would I would just say I don't know that anybody's safe from at least investigation. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna say like you're not gonna hear me just like go all out. Yeah. Just say there's no way in hell. But I yeah. I, I just doubt it. Yeah. Just he doesn't have a history of many one and done players. So and, and I don't even know that it's about the history of one and done players. Like he just has a clean record. Yeah. Well, well he, I'm, he, I'm I'm just trying to look at it from like yeah. from what I've seen was reported a lot of it is just yeah. you have these shoe companies and agents giving these kids money to try to make sure after this one year of school, you come work for us. Like they're making that initial investment to sh sign a, sh a shoe deal or sign uh, to whatever agency they have once they go to the next level. There just hasn't been any Michigan State players that we've had recently is Miles Bridges, but he stayed another year. Sure. All right, guys, uh, is there anything else to uh, 
ad for NCAA basketball. Just hopefully NCAA basketball survives outside of some of these schools to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, well, real quick, just how confident are you guys, uh, do you believe that they'll move over to like football, um, and investigate? You're pretty confident that they yeah. will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think they will. Okay. And All right. As far as college goes, as far as sports go as a whole, football is king, so yeah. I mean, we'll probably lead that way. Yeah. All right, up next, we're about to get into some NBA. Uh, we had news coming out this week that Melo's going to the Thunder. Uh, what did you guys think about that when you first heard it? I was a little surprised by that. Um, only because he just doesn't seem like a fit there at all. Um, I sent you guys the picture, you know, the, the three Spider-Man yeah. dudes. Yeah, they're all pointing at each other. It's like when Ball Hog Russ and Ball Paul George meet Ball Hog Mellow. Yeah. It's like, I understand we had the conversation. Who's going to give up shots in Golden State? But this is not that situation at all. These are guys looking for 30 shots a game. <laughs> and I just, I don't think he's a great fit there. Granted, I don't think anybody's exactly a great fit alongside Russ if you want touches. You know, if if you're just looking for your best chance to win and going where the talent is, like that's why I understand why he went to Oklahoma City. But other other than that, in terms of wanting to be a fit somewhere, I I don't understand the move. Yeah, this this was yeah, kind of interesting I mean, to me. Uh, let's get this real quick because I I what I was reading, um, I thought that uh they were somehow going to send him to the uh, Rockets uh, from what I was reading prior to this. Um, but he ended up going to OKC. So this is, yeah, this is just going to be interesting to see how, uh, Mello, um, Westbrook and PG, uh, can go out and, uh, share the ball and whatnot, um, play with each other, see if they can somehow share, is share in their vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they could do that, um, possibly, um, Slay that beast and the Golden State Warriors. So, yeah, I, I was shocked by it just because it seemed like he had his heels dug in on on uh like first you know, the Rockets. That huh? You said the Rockets? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just seemed like that was the only team he was willing to wait as no trade clause for, so nothing was happening. So it, it was a little. A little bit of a surprise that he he went to Houston. I'm not sh- totally shocked. Just I mean, I assume he just looked at the talent and was like, "Okay, I get to go be with Russ and PG. That that can work out." Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, it was just so out of the blue. But I mean, I guess that was the same with Paul George going there. Like, yeah, yeah. Magic they got going in Oklahoma City right now, but they're just grabbing players. But to Ty's point, I don't know how well this works, just because these are three ball-dependent players that isolation-type players. Yeah. Uh, at least Russ is willing to kick out if he goes into a, a double or something like that. Uh, George, a little bit, but Melo is kind of the type where 
if he has his mindset on getting the ball up, the ball is going up. Yeah. Two, three, four, whole team around him, whatever. Um, but this is this is definitely one of those teams where I, it's going to take a while for them to gel. I think uh, this is they they could turn out to be something if they can figure out how to how to share the ball or if they can somehow get another ball on the court. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see this one working till at least like two thirds to halfway through the season. So. I mean, they should be a playoff team just off yeah. those names, but uh, it'll be it'll be rough for them going against the upper echelon talent until they they figure it out. Yep, completely agree. So, would you uh, like? How would you rank it? Uh, would you guys put um, the Rockets? You think the Rockets would be ahead of them, uh, OKC, right now, or what? Yeah, I was I was still a bit okay. I mean, I think, I think the Rockets are top three team in the West. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. Okay. Um, anything else to add on, uh, Mello? Good luck. Team Buckets. Yeah. Speaking of shockers, uh, Dwayne Wade is yeah. going to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the news that shocked the no world. <laughs> Yeah, it's because well, uh, Trey, dude. Like, I even texted you and said, "I'll give you three guesses of where he's going, and you only need one." Yeah, like nobody's surprised by this news. It was more than obvious. Yeah. Well, apparently, it did shock people in Miami for some reason. Like, they thought he was going to go back. It's like, well, I like I I told Trey because uh, him and I texted about it a little bit. You know, I told him, you know, they won, what was it, two two titles? Three three titles? Yeah, two. Oh, three. In Miami? He, he won three. So, okay. Yeah, so they, they won two together in Miami, and I said, he already did his, you know, going home parade. He did that for a year, and he, like, that, he, he did his due service doing that. I said he's going back to play with LeBron. Like, are you kidding me? He wants he wants to win one more before he's out. Yeah. And it's his best chance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was that was the best fit for him to go anywhere. I mean, unless somehow he would be able to slide in Golden State's roster. <laughs> yeah. uh, for two point five million, he could slide yeah, possibly, that roster. Possibly so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, him him and LeBron are best friends, so. It, mm-hmm. You just knew that was going to be the case. Yeah, they were working out together and stuff during the uh, well, off season. Is well, well so I'm pretty sure they had that discussion together and stuff too. Well, and to be fair, we were all kind of surprised the buyout didn't happen last year, and he went for the playoffs. Yeah, true. The Cleveland. So, I mean, a lot of people knew it was coming. It was just a matter of what. Yeah, just kind of one thing I found interesting uh, was with this is um, Dwayne Wade. Uh, it was he took a one year deal. You know, LeBron has one year left too, so uh, could be them possibly if LeBron decides to go somewhere else. Uh, you know, Wade could be going along too, um, and whatnot too. So it's Definitely very well could be good. a package deal. Yeah, so uh, just looking um, down the road. Uh, but how do you? And, and, uh, oh well, go ahead. Real quick to 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 that point, I think Wayne 
Bade's more than comfortable playing for two, two and a half million for one year deals the rest of his career. Like he, he, he's not going for the money anymore. He's, he's done with that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Two, two and a half. If he can still be some semblance of like, if, if, if he can average 18 points a game like he did last year and they go deep into the playoffs, I think he'll, he'll still want to go where LeBron goes, but I mean, I think he'll still try to warn yeah, himself to cash. Yeah. eight to ten. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. I think, I personally think he'd take the cut for the team. Uh, he he did that for Miami for so long. That's why he went to Chicago. Yeah. Took that great deal. Uh, that's I'll agree with you there. I don't I don't think anybody else is getting any hometown discounts. I guess if he's still good, he he's gonna get the, what he can get. He may he may not yeah. get out the team, but uh, I don't think he's gonna be playing on veteran minimum contracts. Uh, that's true. Yeah, he, but like you said, he would have to have that eighteen point points game. Like he, he yeah. can't go away and expect. Well, no, yeah. If if that's what he averages, yeah, he's he's only going to be worth two three million dollars a year. So this is all depending on if we we still see some Dwayne Wade coming out, yeah. especially if because I mean for for the fit on this team, but it, it kind of works out. His minutes can probably be limited. Play back to backs, and the Cavs showed last year they don't really care about the regular season. Yeah, they, and plus, they, just real quick, Darnell, this season kind of helps too because with the schedule, uh, yeah, kind of eases the back to backs. But yeah, go ahead. What I'm saying, so Cleveland they they can coast their way to a top two seed if they want, and then that's probably where you see his minutes ramp up, and if his knees are healthy enough to go. And he, he still has shown that when, when the lights are on, he he can still be D Wade. He he was even that in the, in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was putting up twenty some points a game in in those games. So it depends on how, how well those knees work, and can he still find his way to the basket? Yeah. Uh, yeah he has. Yeah, just a question for you guys. Uh, with Cleveland adding, uh, Dwayne Wade, um, to the roster, they got IT, uh, you know, with the whole trade that they had with, um, Kyrie going to Boston. Um, Boston was a good team last year. Some people wondering how good they're going to be this year with, uh, Kyrie being the, uh, lead guy there. Uh, with them, with Cleveland picking up Wade, um, do you guys think that that secured them, uh, for being the top team in the East or, uh, or what? I, I think we all still thought they were the top team in the East, even after the Kyrie deal. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, you know, no one's beaten Cleveland in the East. Well, well, to be fair, no one's beaten LeBron in the East for, what, eight years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they would have to come in and at least beat Cleveland in a in a playoff series before I start saying that Cleveland isn't the best team in the East anymore. Okay. Yeah. The, I, mean, I guess I was going to ask, but I mean, to answer kind of like Ty, I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Can Boston end up being the top seed in the East again? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're younger, so younger legs, 
can yeah. handle a regular season better. Uh, well, you think season. come playoff time, uh, is Cleveland's to take? Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, just that, I mean, like I said, all this still depends on is if Wade is still some of Wade. Yeah. He, he fixes a big problem, one that LeBron was complaining about last year, and that's having somebody else that can kind of control the offense and mm-hmm. initiate the offense when he's off the court. Yeah. Derrick Rose does not much facilitate point guard and is IT. Uh, but Wade, he can, he, he can be that type of point guard. He, he's a, he's a combo guard in the sense that he's a natural two guard, but if he needs to get you eight assists in the game, he can do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think he's a, a good fit that way and he will take some pressure off of LeBron where so he's not playing 32 minutes a game. Yeah. Well, I I was reading some articles uh, that were saying that um, uh, Wade could come off the bench. Uh, Do you guys think that's possible or do you think he would be starting or what? Well, I'd rather have him than Amon Shumpert. (laughs) Especially especially (laughs) offensively. Kidding me? Well, well, this this would I guess the the debate is: Do you start J.R. Smith or start Wade? Oh, I forgot about Smith. Probably because he was hurt for so long. Yeah, yeah. so he'll be over Shumper. We all do that. We all do that. Or, or you can decide between which two out of the three do you start between D. Rose, Wade, and J.R. Yeah. Until it comes back, because he's going to be out to halfway through the year. So, oh, yeah, yeah I'm hearing yeah. some. I'm hearing at least. The beginning or late November, early yeah. December is what I'm. Hearing. So that's that's a quarter of the season, right there. Yeah. Uh, so at least for that first part of the year, you decide basically do you want to go. As soon they would probably go with, with excuse me, wait to start the year, just another ball handler. So LeBron doesn't have to do every single thing on court. Yeah, and. and- and I'll, and, and I'll even say start Wade, but just monitor the minutes. Yes. And which I'm sure. So you, yeah, you can easily start him and play J.R. Smith more. Yeah. That, Very easy. But. That first um, will probably be Wade coming out every game. Right after, right after eight minutes on the floor, he's, he's yep. out. Wow. Yeah. But I'll even throw this in there. Remember when J.R. Smith used to be a six man and he was electric? Granted, not the same J.R. Smith. Some food. Well, I mean, he, he's fearless. Like, you don't have to, like, Jared Smith is another team shot he won't take. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So if, if you want him to come out in that Vinnie Johnson role or just to come in and, and heat up or heat check, whichever works out best for him that game, but that's, I, that's a fine role for him. I don't think he's complaining yeah. about it. He, he's never been one that has demanded to start or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, all right, guys. Um, anything else to add for uh, Wade going to Cleveland? No. Everybody uh, saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah we saw it coming. <laughs> but in the, in, in the long run, it benefits Cleveland, I think. So. Yeah. It's, it's good to pick up. Good yeah, move, but yeah. It... Well, all right. Um, up next, we're about to get into uh, kind of a little bit of politics. Uh, about to talk about uh, Trump's and his comments uh, that he's made. Um, that offended some people in the NBA. Um, I know Popovich uh, 
had something to say about it. Uh, but in particular, uh, LeBron was talking about um, not inviting Golden State um, to the uh, White House <clears throat> for their championship because of uh, some comments uh, Steph Curry made in regards of not going. Um, LeBron got pretty pissed off about it where he kind of went at the president um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, calling him a bum and whatnot. Um, see some of the people in the NFL, uh, you know, they were kneeling and whatnot um, for previous games, uh, for the games from last week. Um, how do you think this will cross over to the NBA? Because um, he's the uh, president, you know, he's put a spark on some of the NBA guys. Um, just what do you think will end up going on for the season to come soon? Some sort of display, protest, whatever you want to call it, just is as a whole, the NBA is uh, uh, allowing of their players to show forms of ex- expression like that. Uh, this this past week has been a little more surprising for people just because they're more of a buttoned up league and you know they are are all about quote protect the shield. Uh, I think it was a little more jarring to people for them uh, that they did things, but the NBA is definitely still seen as more of a uh, uh, of the pro league. So, and and like I said, that they they have more more freedom to they want because I mean. Just to be truthful, a lot of the NBA players have bigger brands and, and more power, and, and vice versa than NFL players do. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, Le- LeBron has more power on his team than any quarterback in the NFL, I would say, and that's Brady included. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. If he does something, there, there's not a there's not an owner in the world that would say, "I'm I'm cutting you." Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely feel there will probably be some some sort of display. Uh, do I know what it is? Is it locking arms? Is it kneeling? Is it a fist in the air? I, I don't know, but there, there's definitely going to be something. And the, the, and, uh, the NBA doesn't have much back, back down in, 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 as far as that goes, so uh, I think the president's going to be more pissed off, off in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah um, you know, and I think just in recent years, you look at the uh, Ferguson situation. Uh, I can't remember if this is connected to the Ferguson situation, but the whole I warm up shirts. Oh no, that uh, was uh, uh, the guy in New York. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what his name was, but then you had, uh, you know, the the I can't breathe shirts, the inside out uh, uh, warm up jerseys over the Clippers. Former Clippers owner remarks, seeing the NBA protest. Uh, now it didn't get, and it, 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 it was big news. Like, don't misunderstand me, but it didn't get the coverage that this NFL protest is getting. Not, not even close. Why? I don't exactly know. I think that a lot of it just has to do with the times and, uh, Trump's way more vocal. On things like this than Obama was, and uh, for lack of a better term, uh, Trump doesn't know when to shut the pie hole. 
it's true. I mean, the comments he made at the rally in Alabama were just completely uncalled for. Um, you shouldn't be calling anybody sons of bitches uh, publicly, or really, or in private. You should be saying that, period. The, the whole thing's just out of hand, and I mean, I, hey, I, I get it. Whether you respect the protest, whether you don't, whether you agree with it, whether you don't, the leader of the country needs to be doing a better job. Um, he is basically setting off more protests. That's all he's doing. Um, and I get it. He's trying, you know, Trump's probably trying to just connect to the, uh, the voting base that, you know, won in the election. And it's, it's still res- his response is receiving strong feedback from, you know, his, his voting population and what to make of all of that. I don't really know. I think that's a little bit more political than, than I can think to get it, especially in terms of the numbers and the polling and all that. But, you know, it, it, do I think we'll see stuff in the NBA? Absolutely. Uh, I won't be shocked if we see knees, fists, both. Um, the, the only, I don't know if we'll see someone sitting on the bench only because that's already a finable offense. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if a couple players just take that fine. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, you can, uh, um, you can get fined in NBA for sitting on the bench during the. Yeah, you have, okay. they, well, that, that's yeah. why they, they all hold, uh, uh, Raul. Oh, okay. That's what, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. And, and that's why they all get on the free, they all get on the free throw line extent and they didn't stand. Okay. Um, that's, you know, it's, it is a fine if you don't stand in that line at the end. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I bet we see something, what it is. I don't know. Um, the only, the only thing I hope doesn't happen is a from the NBA. Um, I, like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that like, uh, it becomes you know what we choose to talk about or anything like that. I just don't want it to become the NBA. Like I still want basketball, just like with the NFL. I still, I still want football. Like yeah, we can cover it, we can talk about it. But at, at the end of the day, I still want to see a football game. I still want to hear the commentators talk about what's happening in the game. Like have your moments, talk about it. That's that's great. Uh, but I, I still hope we, we see the sport, and I, I think we will. But I, I just don't want, you know, the whole time to just be talking about the protests while the game's going on in the background. Yeah. Like, I still want to hear commentating going on about the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there, there definitely will be, but uh, yeah. I mean, those first couple weeks of the season, yeah. I definitely think a lot of people will be tuning in. Early just to see oh, yeah. what happens oh, yeah. in plays. Uh, and, and then, of course, like after game, the next morning, people will be turned on CNN and Fox News to see yep. what, what's, what's going to happen there. I mean, this is basically the, the soap of our time right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to play a factor early and it, it'll go where it'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, I just hope the the whole reason we're 
why Colin Kaepernick started this doesn't get lost in the shuffle and turn into a issue. I would rather it turn into some some productive discussion on you know uh, on equal rights for for minorities and police brutality, which is what he wanted it to be. Yeah, I'll even, if I could even take that, I guess, just a small step further, like, I, I also don't want to see people kneeling, locking arms, a- a- anything. I don't want to see people doing any form of protest, if you will, unless they strongly feel convicted by it. Like, I don't want to see them doing it because, oh, that's the thing we're doing as a minority or to support a minority. If you have a strong conviction for it, yeah, go ahead and do it. I just don't want to see you doing it. Oh, well, if the guy to my right's doing it, then I should do it too. It's like, I, if you have the conviction, have the conviction. Uh, don't, don't make it a fad. Don't make it, because then, like you said, it, that takes away from the protest. Yeah. That's when it, be, when it, yeah, when it becomes the thing to do. Not to get too uh, much, well, we can get into it later when we talk about Cap, uh, but that's kind of feel a little bit about the whole um, NFL, you know, this week, um, this prior week, I feel like a lot of people were, you know, kneeling and holding arms and stuff like that, that probably didn't have any conviction whatsoever, um, towards it and whatnot, so, um, yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree with what you're saying there, Ty. This past week was mainly everybody trying to give a finger to the president. Yeah, yeah. Like, did did you feel a little weird watching the Cowboys all walk out to midfield and do it? Like, was that a little weird? Like, I understood, but I I kind of felt like like it was a little I, odd. I, I felt like it was a little out of place. It was, and it was Jerry Jones trying to play most of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I want well, to be perfectly honest, because he kneeled before the answer and then stood, yeah. yeah well, he yeah, had yeah. them all walk back to the sideline. Yeah, and, and, and like even this. and and even before that, like he publicly said, "Here's what we're gonna do," like, yeah. and and it's actually happened or not. But when the camera was on him while they were kneeling, it looked like he was making eye contact straight with that camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looked a little bit like, "Look what I'm doing." You, you know, like whether that's how it actually was, that's not for me to say. But you kind of got that vibe just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just for me, uh, you guys pretty much nailed everything on the head. Just something that uh, kind of pisses me pisses me off about um, some people um, in this country is, uh, you know, like they tell LeBron or you know Steph Curry or Kaepernick, "Hey, you know, stick to sports." Um, but my whole thing is this, you know, before Kaepernick picked up, a, picked up a football, before LeBron picked up a basketball, before Steph Curry was jacking up shots from half court, uh, these guys were citizens, uh, before yeah. any of that. So they have an absolute right to voice their concern, you know, whether they're Democrat, Republican, or whatever it may be, uh, to, you know, be concerned about their well-being and the well-being of their kids and so forth and on. So, um, that was just one thing that's kind of pissed me off with some people, man, saying, oh, well, they should just stick to sports. Like, they, you know, just you flipping burgers at McDonald's, why don't you stick to flipping burgers? You know what I'm saying? You, like, you can say yeah. the same thing to them, you know? So it's, you know, people have the right to be concerned about their well-being, well-being and, you know, their future. So I, 
I don't have a problem with, you know, anybody, you know, speaking out, whether you're sports well, or and, what. Well, and j- just to hit that point, you know, further, for the people that say, you know, hey, just stick to sports, what if the per- what if LeBron looked at that guy and said, hey, why don't you just stick to your day job? It's like you're trying to get into the political thing by telling me to stay out of it. Yeah. But yet you want to run your mouth all on Twitter and Facebook, yeah. you know, like like you're an expert, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, you know, that can come right back at anybody throwing that comment out there. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, anything else for the NBA? Nope. Uh, we're about to get into some NCAA football. Uh, we're about to start this off with you guys talking about your squads. Uh, since Darnell, since nobody really wants to hear about sorry ass Michigan State, we'll let you get them out the way with it first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was basically the game where whatever could go wrong did go wrong. You know. Bunch of turn well, three big turnovers. Notre Dame scored on all of them, but uh, I hope it's fixable stuff. I mean, is they have to? L.J. Scott either has to hold on to the football or get off the field. And Brian Lewerke needs to make better decisions when he's running with the football. If if he's not going to get yardage, he needs to go down. Uh, but overall, as far as everything else outside of the game. If it wasn't for those turnovers, I think MSU could have and probably should have uh, been very close to winning or winning that game. Uh, they did outgain Notre Dame, uh, 496 yards to 355. They had more first downs. Uh, and, you know, they, they played solid defense when they weren't playing defense from their own territory. So, uh, it was a infuriating game where by the end of it, I couldn't see straight from alcohol. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, outside of that, yeah, is a young team. So hopefully they got it out of their system and they can improve on it next week against Iowa. Yeah. So you think this was just possibly them, uh, you know, just having a, just a rough week for them or? Well, I mean, if you don't learn and clean up these things, is it it can turn into True. be a bad trend. Yeah. But you know, uh, how, like, how do you fumble the ball like at the half yard line and, and give it up? And then the Lewerke fumble, it looked like he was trying to do a euro step, like he was playing basketball or something. Like, yes, just slide or go down. You weren't gonna get. The, that first down, just go down. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was just they got behind so so quickly, going down fourteen nothing pretty quick. I think they were just pressing the issue too much, yeah, which yeah. is a, which is a sign of a young team where you feel like you got to get it all back in one yeah. play. Yeah. You just yeah. settle down. If you're a better team and you play smarter, you come back yeah. and win. They'll learn that with time, but. This wasn't the game for it. The, the lights were on. This was a night game, nationally televised game. I, th- I think it was just a little much for them. Yeah, like I said, young team, man. So they got yeah. a lot to learn. You know, and and I'll even I'll even agree agree with her. And I'll watch watching that game. It did seem like they tried 
especially they like they went down fourteen nothing, I believe, pretty early. Mm-hmm. Uh, like within the first like three possessions of the game, they were down fourteen, yeah. and um, it, it did just seem like they they kind of got out of character. Uh, they they tried to instead of gain six yards on first down, they were trying to gain fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of trying to get third and short, they were left with third and mid to third and long. And now, now granted, like this was the best team Michigan State has seen all year. It was not the best team Notre Dame had seen all year. They were coming off a game against Georgia, who's now, I believe, a top eight team. I think number mm-hmm. seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think they're seven. You know, so it, so it's like one team had a little bit better talent preparation than the other. Um, now, is that an excuse for, you know, the turnovers the Michigan State had? No. But I- I'll tell you this, though, Darnell. I'm still very impressed with Lurkey's legs. Um, I never kind of saw this coming out of him because I saw it against uh, Western Michigan. He had a couple big runs. Mm-hmm. And then he had that, what was it, fourth and one that he ran for like 50 yards. It was unbelievable. Like, if he can just kind of get some help around him, he will look a lot better than he's currently looking. Because I think he's actually playing pretty good football. Just the play around him doesn't doesn't show it. Well, I, th- I mean, I think he like outside of the the fumble and the pick early, yeah. he, he his numbers weren't bad. He completed sixty no. percent of his passes and he threw it fifty one times. So yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. N- that's NFL stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he went thirty one fifty one three forty and two touches. It's just yeah. said they gotta clean up mistakes. Uh, yeah, I, I saw like after rewatching it after I wasn't pissed off and drunk. Uh, <laughs> there there were some some bright spots. Like I mean, young receiving core that they have some bright spots. Hunter Risen had four catches for seventy three yards. Uh, yep. Tristan Jackson finally showed up a little bit. Five catches for sixty nine. And Daryl Stewart, who's been kind of the utility guy, he has six for 41. Uh, I just think the the issues are what they have been a little bit. Our supposed best running back keeps coughing it up, and at the worst times. That's got to be really uh, frustrating, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I just read a report. Like, right now, they, they, they got have, – have either of you guys seen the program? The movie? Uh, old, no. old college football movie? But anyway no. – one of the guys is like a, a star running back that's new on campus, but he fumbles a lot, so he has to walk around with a football on campus. And yeah, if, okay, yeah. If yeah. Anybody, anybody but him comes yeah. back with football, he's in trouble. They're doing that with LJ Scott right really? now. Really? He has to walk around campus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's kind of surprising, too, because, you know, like I thought LJ Scott was really going to blow up this year. I thought yeah, he was going to have a yeah. really good year. But yeah, I mean, as talented as he is, if you can't yeah. trust him to hold on to the ball, like yeah. it's it's gonna turn into the Gerald Holmes and uh Monte uh uh show with with the football. Yeah. So it's and he, he's as talented as can be, but I mean he has to hold on to the football. Every game we played this year he's lost at least one fumble. And yeah. you can't have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think another bright spot right now for the Spartans, like that young, that young secondary still look like they can shape up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're not giving, giving up a lot of home run balls. Like granted, every team gives up one every now and then. It just happens. Yeah. But 
you know, I, I think that secondary can really shape up and really become like, like you said a couple weeks ago, they're not going to be the no fly zone, but I, I think there's some big potential here with yeah, the secondary. For sure. All right. Uh, I thought Purdue was going to give y'all that work, man. They, they was stepping up the first I half. Was, but... I was nervous. I'll admit it. <laughs> Early they tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, it started becoming the same old song and dance. You know, Wilt Spate can't do anything. So we're forced to run the ball and Purdue was stuffing us pretty good. Uh, Michigan didn't have a lot of answers offensively. Defensively, I thought they looked fine. They gave up two, two drives that ended up being their scoring drives, but it just looked like Purdue moved it too easy on, on those drives. But, um, when, yeah. when Purdue's backup quarterback came in, like, how did they allow four straight rollout? Back to the outside throws. It was like, it's the same play. It was. It was. It was the same play. I think they ran it like three times in four or five plays. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. And the one they scored on, they scored the touchdown. And I'm just thinking, is this going to be how Michigan goes down? Like, are they going to go down on this? What looks like a broken play? play guy comes open on the weak side mm-hmm. scores like I, I'm thinking it, if this is how this team goes down they don't deserve anything this year and it went down I got a little nervous I wasn't I, I wasn't too nervous about that though because we've talked about the frustration of Wilt Spade all mm-hmm. year um, so I figured this is a great opportunity to see what O'Corn can do we know he's a capable quarterback um just let, let's see, let's see what he does in the game. And he, he impressed. Uh, he threw a couple balls that were video game windows and, uh, he scrambled like he was playing NFL blitz, shaking off tackles. Um, yeah, he, he saved the day. He was, he was the savior for, for Michigan. Is, is it his show now? Um, I think it's very hard to say no. Uh, I, I under, I, I guess this, this is the opportunity we figure out if, if, uh, Jim Harbaugh's a, a loyalty homer or not. If he's not, it's O'Corns. Uh, if he is, Spate gets one more shot. And if Spate comes out and lays an egg, I bet we see the replacement for good. Um, I mean, you know, and, I know you don't want to take a job from somebody off an of injury, but it was yeah. a, it was a different and it's, better team when I completely agree. I, I completely agree. Um you know I I said it well, I've kind of said it every week. The the defense is gonna be the stronghold. Uh they gave up one second half yard. Um I believe third down conversions, uh Purdue was 0 for twelve. This defense, it is fast. They're, they all have a nose for the ball. They're talented in almost every position. Young in a lot of ways, but experienced. Um, Don Brown's just drawn it up perfect. Uh, so I, I really like the defense. The offense still has to come together for me, but I really like this defense. Uh, bye week, which will help coming up. Uh, then, uh, We'll be in for a fun one right there now. Oh, yeah. It's all, always a fun week. So, uh, 
yeah, definitely a scary week for, for Michigan fans. You got a little nervous. Game went to the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, o- O'Corn stepped up. So, got, got to give him the credit there. But, uh, still two, two turnovers. Uh, we threw a pick and a fumble. You know, that stuff happens, but still like to cleaned up. All right, guys. Uh, we're about to get into next is the Iowa versus Penn State game. Uh, what did you guys think about that game? That was a great game. Oh, how how much of a beast is Saquon Barkley? Yeah, yeah. he's unbelievable. You know, Getting I, I now. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly think the NFL is getting ready for a surge of great young running backs. You know, right now in the NFL, we're looking at Fournette, Hunt, Cook, uh, to name a few. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, a couple years ago, but Saquon Barkley is about to join this group, and it's it's looking like the NFL may turn into power football again. Yeah, I um, get that renaissance of yeah, what it what is old, yeah, what is old becomes new again. Uh, backs once again become the highest paid players on teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, but I'll tell you what, that the game seemed very. Trappish, like we we knew it's a trap game. Like it, it's that night night game at Iowa is historically a trap game. Uh, I know that from experience. Um, so, I think, so do I. Yeah, I say I think you do too, Darnell. Uh, so how how weird was it watching basically nothing go for either team except Saquon Barkley in between the twenties for Penn State, and you know. We're, we're watching Penn State struggle for the first time all year offensively, which was tough to imagine, seeing how they roll pretty much all year coming up to that point. But I think the weird thing was Iowa couldn't do anything for like 52 minutes. The last eight minutes, they started pulling off big plays and scoring. And you're just thinking, where is this coming from? Is it just the magic that happens in Iowa tonight or... Or what? Because they they showed me nothing until about eight minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy game. I, you you got you got Iowa like your your traditional Iowa. Just you're not going to go there and run over them. Just company do not allow that. And you know they they help and stay down. But uh, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, Barkley is just. He's unreal. Something to be reckoned with. I mean, 211 rushing yards, 94 receiving. And, I mean, I just I was watching it, just the play that did it for me. I don't know if either of you saw it, but there was one. It looked like a dive up the middle. They collapsed on him, and it seemed like it wasn't even a half a second, but all of a sudden yeah. he was to the outside going up, and it was like, did he teleport or did he cut? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, and, and he also he also had a couple plays up sideline where he stops on a dime, mm-hmm. stops on a dime, plants the foot, cuts it inside, and he's back up the sideline again. Yeah, like he's, acting, he, he, he's acting like the Flash. Yeah, he, he's as he's as nimble as like Reggie Bush was, but like he, oh, yeah. he, can, he can knock somebody over too. Like he's ridiculous better, to watch. Better. Better pass catcher too. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys thought it. I'm sure you did because we know the offense Penn State has. When when Iowa scored much time on the clock, they're not going to hold it. Like mm-hmm. I I I I sat there going, I am not surprised if Penn State scores. Um, uh, I was uh, I was really hoping Iowa would force it to a fourth down, or was it fourth down when they scored? I can't remember if it was third or fourth, but I, I was really hoping Iowa would make a stand, but. Can't can't win them all. Penn Penn State's good team. Yeah, Penn State's good team. I mean, Iowa they they played about as good as you could play against a team where you just don't have as much talent as is on the other side yeah. of, the, of the field. Yeah, by two points. I mean, I'm not big on moral victories, but yeah. damn, if they're if you want to give somebody one, Iowa about a, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one to give. Now, uh, just for you, Ty, um, well, both of you guys, uh, but do you guys uh, think it's pretty clear that uh, Penn State's the best team in the Big Ten? Or? Right now. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm about to say, you, I, you still think Michigan? You think Michigan, Ty, or well, what? Well, I'm, I'm not even thinking Michigan. I, I still think Ohio State has a very good chance. Of, well, Michigan has to get their offense figured out before I put them over Penn State. I think Michigan's defense is better than Penn State's defense. Yeah. Uh, I think Michigan can play good defense against Penn State. They just have to keep Saquon Barkley in check. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's a team and, in the country that can do that. I, and I, I. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, but I. I still think we're. You're sleeping on Ohio State a little bit. Uh, okay. You know, you're looking at a one-loss Ohio State team against a really good Oklahoma team. Uh. Granted, Oklahoma two, gave them that work, though, man. That, that wasn't a close now, Oklahoma game, now, man. That now, was... granted, two two inferior po- opponents followed that in Army and UNLV, but they handled business, won both games convincingly. Uh, they're going to be looking for revenge, and they have Penn State at home. Yep. Uh, so I I don't think you can count Ohio State out of beating Penn State. I don't think Penn State is cakewalk here. Granted, they get Michigan at home, which helps them big time. And and I think that gives them the edge over Michigan, uh, but I think between in reality between them, Ohio State and Michigan, uh, I think it'll just be who has it on the given night. I don't think. Granted, I think Michigan. If you were to rank them, Michigan would be three, but. Uh, I think I can't. I don't think you could say that they're head and shoulders above any of the other two. Uh, because because the jury is still out with me as far as against good teams on JT Barrett, I, I would I would still put Penn State okay. one. Uh, That's fair. I think. I kind of jumble it with uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin, as far as yeah. they make yeah, they make up the rest. Yeah, uh, I'm tempted to throw Wisconsin too, just because I feel like they're a little more complete on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. than either of the two other two teams. Yeah. And then it's an interesting mix between Ohio State and Michigan. I, I don't I don't total I don't trust e I don't trust Ohio State's quarterback. Uh, I, 
they they did a little bit for me this past week, but I still don't totally trust Michigan's offense as a whole. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan have some good running games. I think I trust Michigan's defense more. So so right now, just based off of the roughness of the quarterback play, yeah, I guess I might give Michigan a little bit of a hair above right now. But I mean, you watch. Ohio, Ohio State, State play right. a team with it. Yeah. Okay. You watch you watch Ohio State play a team that's inferior talent. And they do blow them out of the water. Yeah. And which I mean that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, but when you see, I mean, I can't unsee like we were talking about earlier. I can't unsee that Oklahoma game. And yeah, that's true. They, they got they got picked apart and and Barrett looked like trash. So true. And the only and and I guess I don't, I guess I don't know if I was exactly clear. Now I, I'm not saying that Penn State isn't the best in the, in the Big Ten right now. I just don't know that I'm convinced that they're the best in the Big Ten. You're just they're not running away with it in your mind. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Correct. I mean, granted, night game at Iowa. Yeah, you're gonna fall into a trap a little bit. The game will probably be closer than if it were, you know, a noon game or something like that. But I just, I just think that Iowa, I think Iowa showed Penn State's hand a little bit. I feel like Iowa always has, you know, strong, strong play in the trenches, both sides of the ball. Um, they always have tough linebackers. And I, and I feel like even, and, and I, I believe I texted this to you guys, like Saquon Barkley went off and they still had to squeak it out. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, Barkley's biggest game probably of his college career and they had to squeak it out. So I, I think that granted anybody's beatable. I'm not, I'm out here like they're, um, I, I just that Iowa showed Penn State's hand a little bit. All right, guys, uh, for this upcoming week, uh, what game are you excited the most to see? USC, Washington State. Yeah. What is that, Friday at 1030? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't leave a ton for Saturday, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll be a good game. It's it's a good ranked game. Uh, sucks off to stay up till about one. 30 to see the finish. Yeah, yeah. Pack 12. <laughs> yeah, but the, the seven, I think the seven o'clock game could surprise some people. Um, Miami and Duke. Uh, yeah, I think that game could be intriguing. You, baby. They, they gonna dominate that one. Don't, what do you mean don't sleep on the U? <laughs> they're in 14th. Hey, they're gonna, hey, so. they, they're gonna handle business against Duke, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Well, if they don't, uh, you got questions. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely if they don't right. handle business, I might go to sleep on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, in reality, the only, the only other game worth really talking about is Clemson, Virginia Tech. I mean, I think we're all going to have Clemson winning that game. Yeah, I was about to uh, say But it's I in Blacksburg. It's in, it's in, it's in Blacksburg. Yeah. You just have to get that home crowd going forward. From what itself a blackout. Yeah, uh, BT, um, they did make it to the uh, conference championship, so y'all, it's true. any way it's they true. can pull upset, or y'all just think it's Clemson's take. 
I think it's Clemson. Oof. It's hard to pick against Clemson it after is. seeing them last week. It is. Uh, but I guess a game flying under the radar, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, probably a pretty high-scoring yeah. game. Uh, 100 points scored. Yeah. But, but I think more importantly, it's how does Oklahoma State respond to a loss? Yeah. Uh, really be the between U.S. Washington State, Miami Duke, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas Tech. Those will probably be the only four games I probably seriously check out for most of the day. Yeah, I mean, going back to that uh, U.S.C. Washington State game, yeah. like I want to see Sam Darnold put together a number one draft pick yeah. type game. Uh, yeah, because right now, I mean, just from body of work right now, Rosen is the best quarterback in the country mm-hmm. uh, as far as seeing poise and looking at how they play. Uh, yeah. But because what Darnold has like six or eight interceptions already on the year mm-hmm. and he's completing passes at a low clip. You got Rosen, even though his team's not very good, but he's completing 60% of his passes or more, something like that. And, and thrown for a ton of yards. And, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to see the, you know, the anointed one pretty much uh, that people are trying to choke for in the NFL. Uh, like I, I need to see him do, put together what he was doing last year as a true freshman. Yeah. Um, this one for me, um, I think Alabama should handle business. Uh, you know how they've been looking this year. They've been dominating, but they're playing Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss has had some competitive games, um, against Bama, um, in the past. So, uh, you know, last year they had a pretty good lead on them and Bama had to pull through. So mm-hmm. this one, I, I, I certainly believe Alabama should destroy them. They're at home and everything like that, but just, Something about this old Miss team, uh, they just can hang with Alabama uh, for some reason and put up a good show. So that's one uh, under the radar that I'm going to be checking out. Uh, I think that could be a really good game. So. Well, n- nobody on Old Miss told Alabama they were next, did they? Yeah, I don't think so. You <laughs> <laughs> saw how that worked out for Vandy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was off. Yeah, man. That was wow. What they get like outgained by almost five hundred yards or something like that? <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it was tough. But all right, guys. Um, anything else to add for NCAA football? No. Oh. All right, hundred yards. Sorry, yeah. six hundred and seventy-seven total me. yards to seventy-eight. Yeah. Oh God! Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she. How unfair can it get? <laughs> Don't poke a bear. Turn off the cheat code. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. about it, man. Uh, FSU, they, uh, their coach says something about Bama. Bama turned it up on started out, uh, beat them, and then, yeah, this whole, uh, Vandy thing, man. So it's, yeah. don't, show you don't call it real Yeah. All right, guys, now we're about to get right into some NFL, and it's only right that we talk about them Detroit Lions. Uh, had a very good game against yeah, Atlanta. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off about that uh, whole ending of the game. Uh, but just, guys, what were your whole thoughts on uh, Lions versus Atlanta? Uh, as I spoke of moral victories earlier, this is another situation where, I mean, it, 
it sucks to say, but it was basically one for the Lions. They, uh, Atlanta beat, uh, you know, but, you know, it, it's the Lions. So, you know, <laughs> if there's a, a confusing way to lose, they, they will lose in that way. Yeah. So, you know, we, we come to the situation of a touchdown being called on the field, reviewed and showed that it wasn't a ball game. So, but, uh, the team played well as a whole. Just not much I can complain about. You know, Stafford played super well. I, I'm still wanting a little more of a running game out of him, but yeah, Jid and and Stafford is putting together another season. Like he, he's showing he he's worth the money that he signed. Mm-hmm. Which opinion should I get? The <laughs> holder opinion or uh, the rational opinion? Go crazy, Dad. Go Get us crazy. some clicks. You, man. Get us some clicks. We got closed, screwed. You name you name the term, it happened, and it seems to be just the historical narrative. To Calvin Johnson complete the catch, to batting the ball out of the end zone, to the pass interference, which is actually face guarding against Dallas. Uh, this, like, it, for Lions fans, it seems like we always get the short end of the stick. It seems to be that way. And I, Personally, I, I'm not saying that he wasn't down. And I, real time, I thought it was a touchdown. Uh, first couple replays, I still thought it was a touchdown. But I will say, and this is how I am now wording it to people, I'm not convinced that it wasn't a touchdown. And I think that's, the most appropriate way I can say it. Uh, mainly because, can I see how they can call his knee was down? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, now it all depends on what angle you're looking at. It all depends on, you know, ba- basically it depends on the angle, on the angle that you're looking at it. Uh, whether it makes it look like his knee is down or it makes it look like his knee is not down. Uh, I guess the people in New York saw something different. Uh, if we're going for clicks here, the people in New York want the Falcons in the Super Bowl again. Uh, but, uh, by definition, by the letter of the law, the rule of the 10 second runoff was executed correctly. Uh, do I like it? Absolutely not. I mean, you're telling me a team from the one yard line can't get together and run at least a quarterback sneak in eight seconds. You're, you're an NFL team. The Lions have done it before. Uh, Lions actually did it in about six seconds, uh, last year. Uh, so yeah, it's very bitter. It leaves a terrible taste in your mouth. It makes you feel like, you know, the NFL's up to get you, but that's the paranoia of being a Lions fan. Um, it sucks because that I, you deep down you feel like that's one we should have had. You feel like we should be three and zero. We should be 
you know, looked at as a top five team in the NFL, but instead you lose, you're on the outside looking in yet again. Uh, you feel like someone's after you. You really do. But, uh, like I said, for the call that was made, the rule was executed correctly. You can't be mad about that. But what Lions fans are mad about is the rule. Honestly, the rule literally cost you the game. Uh, you know, you say that all the time, but this time it was true. The, the rule cost you the game, and it sucks because it was a mistake on the ref's part that cost you the game. Uh, they called touchdown on the field. The rule got overturned, and because they were incorrect, 10 seconds had to come up. Gold, you could tell Golden Tate was pissed. He was absolutely pissed. And now, where I think some, some blame on the Lions. You know, I don't think the Lions should clearly be seen as a victim here. On the Lions end, Jim Caldwell needs to raise a little hell. He needs to quit sitting back and saying, it's okay. We got another game next week. He should (laughs) have been up in somebody's face. I'm sorry. He should have. Like, what? Why? Why does Jim Harbaugh get a call? Because he's willing to get in a ref's face over it. You know, there you get a benefit of the doubt when you get up in somebody's face. You usually get a call the next time down. Like NBA players, LeBron gets in a a ref's face and then gets a call the next trip down. Like now, I understand nothing would have happened, but I almost guarantee you the next time there was a close call for the Lions, they would have got the benefit of Jim Caldwell would have gotten somebody's face. Um, you know, and it upsets me. Like, granted, take take the fine. You just got signed to a multi-year extension. Take the fine here. Get in, get in the ref's face. Get in the league's face. Stick up for your team. And back your players. I'm sorry. Like, he needed to say something there. He needed to get in somebody's face. Something. And I, I even got to the point where I was telling some people Stafford should have said something. You just got signed to a massive contract. The fine's not going to hurt, but you need you need to get the respect, some refs, something, because the Lions have been the doormat of the NFL for too long, and and their play is starting to change, their culture is starting to change, with humongous chip on their shoulder from from that call. But you know, like darn. Now said, we're going to talk about a moral victory here because the Lions actually looked good. Um, you know, week one, we're saying Arizona, they lost David Johnson mid game. Uh, Arizona looks terrible. Uh, then you go to the Giants game and the Giants didn't look good through two weeks. And you're saying, oh, well, maybe the Lions are just beating bad teams. Well, they took, they took the Falcons down to the wire. The moral victory from me here is I think the lines are starting to turn a lot of heads. I think a lot of people are starting to recognize them. I I hope I, I truly hope that we can beat a couple of good teams along the way and I think it, it ripped on Jim Colwell for saying, oh, we got another game next week, but winning next week at Minnesota would be a big win. They did it last year. Hopefully they can do it again. A 2-1 and one division rival. Uh, get that win and just I think they get a huge chip on their shoulder and come out guns and blazes. What did you think of? Uh, me? Yeah. 
Oh, your tray. It was, I, he kind of <laughs> broke out a little bit, but, uh, it, it was tough, man. Uh, I kind of agree with Ty, man. Um, I, I definitely, I don't think the refs, um, you know, could have called, uh, based on looking at it. I don't think that they could have said that it wasn't a touchdown. So it's, you know, and this is me, man. I don't even really care about the Lions. So <laughs> I, somebody, somebody <laughs> saw something. <laughs> yeah. So did. yeah, I, yeah. I, like I agree with you on that, Ty. Like it, it was, it was a close call. Like I, I don't see how they could have really called that, uh, called that back and, and, and ran it off. But it's it's lions for you, man. If any other team, it could, if it, any team, it could happen to us now. So yeah, well, and to, to be fair, to be fair, um, and this is to the Lions' case. If it's Green Bay, if it's New England, you know, teams like that. It's a touchdown. Call stands. Say say what you want. I you agree, Darnell. I, just, <laughs> I don't see that call getting overturned for for the Patriots. Well, I mean, I guess and, there's a chance if if they were an elite team that it gets overturned. But I mean, I'm watching the game on my couch. Me and my wife were watching it, and they started showing the replays, and they show they stopped it. As hand on Tate's shoulder with his knee down. And I was like, yeah. and I looked at her and I was like, this is about to get overturned. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess it was clear to me. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to get on anybody if they feel different about it. Cause it's not, it wasn't a perfect up the, yeah, up the, uh, end zone camera. But yeah. I, I felt like I saw enough green in between the football and the white line to where I figured it was going to be overturned, but I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the 10 second runoff yeah. after it. So no, nobody. Was. So yeah. So, I mean, I felt horrible for them after that because they had, they didn't have a shot to try again. Uh, but it was just like, Oh, cause I mean, when he said by rule there, like he started going, I was like, Oh, they're about to run the clock. And it was like, Oh, yep. and so I yeah, mean, I, I felt on you. Felt terrible about them, about it, but, but yeah, I, I, it's just, I mean, I just felt like only the Lions. This, yup. <laughs> yeah. They and, are and, the unluckiest and, team ever. And, and, you know, but something the city of Detroit's adapted over the last handful of years, it's, it's just gonna come into full swing now with the whole Detroit versus everybody mantra. Full, full swing for the rest of the season. And they're really going to feed off of it. Twitter was on fire with that that night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Now, now, did did you get Darnell? I'm sure you watched Sunday night football or uh, Monday night football. Did you watch Monday night football? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, so Des Bryant scores a touchdown ball, and he starts backing, basically backpedaling into the end zone, trying to push a couple defenders in. His team comes up in front of. His front side and pushes him in to the end zone very close. It kind of turns into like a goal line stand type of play. Now here is the rule on the field, but from none of the, in, from what I could see during none of the replays, can you see the ball cross the goal line? Yeah. In my, in my well, opinion. Oh, I couldn't see the ball period after a certain exactly. point. So I'm, I'm I'm sitting there with my brother watching this game, and I said, "Watch it; it won't get overturned." 
Yeah, I, I, and, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, they can't overturn it because yeah, you can't see the football. And, and I'm sitting here and I'm going, you, you know, now gr- granted, you can't see the football, so it, there's no telling whether it did or not. So the call on the field stands. But as 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 a Lions fan, and all Lions fans are probably sitting there going, "You're kidding! Come on, like <laughs> that one stands, but ours doesn't." Like it 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 just kind of fed right back into it. You, you try to pay closer attention to say, oh, yeah, they're really after us, you know, and it, it, it's well, it's I was going to say, I think, I think some of that became becomes oh, the, it's paranoia. It's the paranoia. paranoia becomes that comes to be an alliance. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I and I won't disagree with that, but you and, know, and it didn't help that it was the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but just just stuff like that happens and. It, it's honestly to the point where Lions fans just think if it's if if it can go wrong, it will. You know, it's almost Murphy's Law for the Lions. <laughs> Would it be Millen's Law at that point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll I'll leave it alone. It, but if if they if they win next week, I I. I I, and I'll close it with this, I guess. You know, I do think people think the Lions are pretty real. Um, win at Minnesota, and I think, you know, everyone's looking at you. You know, I think people are looking for them to, you know, win, win a playoff game if you win in Minnesota this week. Um, and, and I think we all can agree something just feels different about this Lions team. Don't don't exactly know what it is, but it seems like the defense is figuring it out. Stafford's looking like he's a top, in reality, a top five, six quarterback. Uh, you know, it, it's just something feels different. Something something I've never felt as a Lions fan before. Yeah. I'll tell you that. All right, guys. Um, up next, uh, we're about to talk about a little bit about um, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, the whole report of him coming out with the whole uh, CTE. Um, what were you guys' thoughts with that uh, coming out last week? Wasn't shocked it's, by it. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre situation. Though. <clears throat> uh, you know, and I'll I'll agree with Darnell. Um, you know, just kind of the the course that his life took in the last handful of years uh, just kind of showed that something's not. Right. And then, you know, he commits suicide while in prison. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to paint all suicide victims in the same light here, but something in your mind has to be a, a little off to be attempting suicide. Like that, that, that's how I see it. And the fact that it came out that his brain was so damaged from CTE that the at the age of like what was he twenty five twenty six yeah um, that he had the brain of like a sixty five year old yeah like that's that's bizarre and that really you know sheds some serious light on how dangerous this is. Um, I heard a report that came out a couple weeks ago. There was a former football player who suffered. From CTE, uh, apparently he killed his mom, and he doesn't remember it. Mm. Like it's it's getting very serious. Um, you know, I, I hope that there is a solution, whether it's equipment or 
something. Uh, I, 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 I hate to see lives basically lives are on the line with CTE now. Um, and it's, it's just, it's terrible. Uh, I really hope something can, can turn around the concussions. What was it? The Rams put five players in, C- in a concussion protocol on Thursday night football. Yep. It, it, bizarre. Like the, this whole concussion stories, I think it's still getting bigger. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's, it's definitely about to get bigger. Uh, I was watching, I want to say PTI today and apparently they are pretty close to figuring out a test to find CTE in live victim, live, live people. Mm. Because right now they, they aren't able to look for it un- until after somebody is already deceased. Uh, mm. if they can start detecting this while somebody's still alive where I'm not sure if there's going to be some kind of treat. I don't think there is any kind of treatment, but uh, if you can yeah. see the level of damage to somebody's brain, uh, and especially if they start seeing this in high school, college age kids. Yeah. I was looking at a report, uh, like they were saying, like, uh, I believe it was like starting at pop Warner and, uh, like middle school and whatnot. Like there was some kids, uh, with early stages of CTE. So, yeah. yeah does it does it does it surprise that parents are still throwing their kids into tackle football so early, knowing what we know, like even to date, what we know? Yeah, I was about to, uh, you know, yeah. Speaking of that, like you too, uh, I was about to ask you, Darnell, because you got a son. Yeah, uh, you let him play uh, flag football. That's not tackle, um, so. You know, he doesn't have to worry about the whole, uh, the whole hiss and everything like that. But how would you feel, man? DJ comes up to you. Hey, pops, sign me up for some tackle football. Like, how do you? There's going to have to be a lot of discussion about it. I mean, yeah, just, I'm, I'm one that really, if you put data in front of me, like, I, I don't, I'm not one that argues a ton with science. So if if I have good data in front of me just showing it's not good uh, for pretty much adults to play this, let alone children, uh, like we just might have to set some rules. Like when you get to maybe high school age to where you're consciously making this decision where you, you understand what's going on here, maybe I can give a little bit to this because you know I, I you have to give somebody their own freedom at a certain point uh but being a parent and you know job number one is to watch out for the safety of your child no i'm not just running and sign my kid up for somewhere or i might be sentenced like signing their destinies to you know because of brain trauma mm-hmm. you know and on top of that, like, I've even asked myself this question. If I'm not even close to having kids. Like, am I going to allow my kid to play tackle football? I've asked myself that question. And it's very, it's very unclear. Like, it, it's not, it's not definitely no, but it's not a quick, yeah, sure. Like, I can go play football. Like, there, there would, like Darnell said, there would have to be a discussion that goes down and, you know, 
maybe there'd have to be some parameters like you you get a concussion, we evaluate, you get a second one, you're done. Like you can't allow someone to just continually do damage to their brain at the age of I mean, if you're looking at even just high school football, fourteen. You're asking yeah. you're asking a fourteen year old to go out there and do damage to his brain. Well, you're not you're not going out there with the hopes that he does damage, but you, you're gonna leave him with the opportunity to continually do damage to his brain at the age of fourteen. Yeah. Well, and, and beyond that, you, you have oh, yeah. to trust a bunch. Of, you have to trust a bunch of coaches that you may or may not know to yeah. be able to evaluate if your child actually has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean. How often probably do some of these small high school uh, and junior high even, they don't know anything about concussions or anything like that. It's like a kid gets up, seems a little woozy, go get some water and take a quick break. Go back in there. Like probably they they don't know until the next day where the kid is like throwing up or passing out or something like that. Yeah. that they may have a concussion. Oh, well, he did take a good knock that day. Like, a good knock? Mm-hmm. No, this is somebody's brain. That, and, you know, for the percentage of kids that actually can go to the college level to play, let alone to the NFL where they might be able to maybe themselves to say it was worth it because they set their family for life or whatever. That's, I mean... Just play lottery. Yeah, so like you will be able to do that. So. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say this. Um, you know, I'm not excusing, um, you know, Aaron Hernandez uh, for the murders or anything like that. He's, uh, you know, been arrested for anything like that. Um, but I do realize that, you know, CTE uh, is no joke. Uh, I think a lot of they, uh, what's going on in this country, I think uh, mental health is very overlooked in this country. Uh, I think it's still like trying to be recognized mm-hmm. as like a real issue um, over here in America. Um, so, but my whole thing is this: you know, if you are not in the right frame of mind, you know, you're pretty much capable of doing anything, in my opinion. You know, like I said, I'm still not making any excuse or anything like that uh, for him. But you know, with that type of damage happening to his brain, you know, you may not truly understand, you know, what type of chemical imbalances uh, he's dealing with or, you know, with mood swings or anything like that. So, or what type of thoughts is just constantly going through his head. So, um, it's definitely something that still um, is going to have to be looked into, uh, still in development. I know you're talking about uh, finding ways to uh, pick up CT and people that's um, alive uh, so they can know uh, more about their uh, health. But, um, yeah, you know, this is just still unraveling. So, it's like I said, it's no joke, but, um, you know, they definitely have to take that serious uh, if they want to play the sport or, you know, deal with any type of head injuries or whatnot. All right, guys, anything left on that? No, just hopefully science can make some strides quickly as far yeah. as this goes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, last but not least, we're going to touch on for the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Um, just based on the play for some of the QBs in the NFL, guys, um, do you think it's safe to say that he should have a job? Yes. 
I mean, I, I think w- when we talked about it before, I mean, we all agreed he should at least have a backup job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have a hard time. What, what are it? Thir- 32 teams in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I, I would have a hard time saying and there's 32 quarterbacks definitely better than him, but there's no way in hell you can name me 64. <laughs> yeah. So, just, yeah. Uh, you yeah. have anything else? To, yeah, you have anything to add to that, Ty? I, I really don't. I mean, just like Darnell said, I, I, I can't name 64. Yeah. If, if you can't do that, then you should be somewhere. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of just frustrating, man. You just see, uh, you know, some of these quarterbacks uh, just having terrible QBRs. I speak with my man Flacco. Uh, he had a terrible week last week. Um, but, you know, just quarterbacks out there doing horrible. And, you know, you clearly see um, that, you know, it's not his talent um, or anything like that. You know, it's clearly the stance that he took, um, you know, the whole flag and everything like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, it spoke for itself. But, yeah, it's time for that guy to get a job for sure. All right, guys. Um, Anything else to add for football before we have our pick-ems? You good, Darnell? Darnell, you there? All right, I think we lost Darnell there. Me and Ty were still going to get the pickums. We'll get Darnell's uh, later. Uh, start to score off. Uh, there's a new sheriff in town for the NCAA. Uh, Tyler and Darnell, they're at 14 for 25. And me, I'm 16 for 25. So I'm ahead right now. For NFL, uh, I'm 8 for 16, Ty 7 for 16, and Darnell's 9 for 16. Uh, but we're about to get right into the NCAA. Uh, Ty for Mid-Tennessee State versus FAU. Who you got? Uh, FAU. Uh, don't know a ton about either team. I think FAU has more athletes. Just you put it together so far this season. They're one of one to go two and one. So yeah. I'm rocking with FAU as well. So I don't know not really that much about them. I just made the picks to make it more challenging. Lane Kiffin. So yeah. <laughs> your, your, your boy your boy Lane Kiffin. Yeah. So gotta rock with him, man. Up next we have Iowa versus Michigan State. Who you got Darnell's got Michigan State. I already know that. So let's go ahead and call <laughs> that one. Uh picked Michigan State last week. Knew I should but did anyway, so at Iowa, uh, give me Iowa. All right, yeah, give me Iowa as well, man. They played pretty well against the state it's, team. Uh, it's, at East Lan- it's at East Lansing, but still give me Iowa. Yeah, for the same way. Like I said, they really uh, showed me something last week against Penn State. They could have won that game, uh, you know, took yep. the L, but uh, really showing me something that uh, they could really be something special this year. So I got them as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think Iowa will come out uh, with a little bit of a bone to pick. So. Yeah. All right, up next we got Mississippi State versus Auburn. Yeah, give me Auburn. Uh, Mississippi State was blown out of the water last week. 
Um, after a huge jump in the defense, give me Auburn. Are we are we gonna just pick all the same teams, man? We'll see. I got Auburn. We, as we well. probably will. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah, USC versus Washington State. I got USC. Uh, do you have USC as well? Yeah. I do. Like God, uh, I think Sam Darnold has a pretty good game here. All right. Um, and last but not least, Clemson versus Virginia Tech. I got Clemson. Uh, they just looking magnificent yep. this year. So. Yep. Right, yes. A little too much to hand. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he just texted me. Uh, he has Mid Tennessee State, MSU, Mississippi State, USC, and Clemson. All right. Yeah, Mississippi State. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess since maybe you that, know, maybe he's he's, he's a Bama guy as well, <laughs> so he yeah that that too. So yeah, he's got to rock with uh, Mississippi State. Um, yeah, that's fair. Let me see. So yeah, he said mid ten, uh, Michigan State, Mississippi State, USC, and Clemson. Okay. So we got we got three different ones on him. Yeah. So we could we could be up here. Big time. Oh no, you have the lead for for that. He has the lead for NFL. Yeah. Okay. So I told you, man, there's a new sheriff in town. Me time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next week. All right. <laughs> Well, we, hey, either way, man, me and you made the same hey, picks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, so NFL, man, um, Detroit versus Minnesota, who you got? I got Detroit. They've been looking impressive this year. Yeah. Um, don't want to spoil it, but, uh, they look like they could be, really be doing something, uh, big time, uh-huh. uh, just for the team history in the NFL for this year. They can make a really historic season, so. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, I bet they come out with a big chip on their shoulder. Um, they'll, they'll have a pretty tough task though. Case Keenum's been slinging, slinging the ball. Yep. Uh, Cook's been impressive as well. So they're, they're looking like they're pretty, pretty well rounded of a team, Minnesota, but, uh, give me the Lions. Okay. Um, yeah, Darnell has the Lions as well. Um, up next, we have Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Darnell just texted me saying that he has Pittsburgh. Yeah, it can be Pittsburgh. Baltimore's a Pittsburgh right now. I, I'm going to roll with my squad, but this is a rivalry game, man. You know any, about rivalry. What you know about rivalries, Ty, is that anything can happen. So I, That's true. Um, That's true. You know, I, I got to I gotta pick Baltimore. So, so sorry. Sorry, saying the Jags just aren't enough of a rival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Yeah, man. That's the that's the only reason. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's go with that. Um, up next, we have uh, Nola versus Miami. Uh, Darnell, he has New Orleans uh, for this one. How are you feeling? Yeah, uh, it's a London game, uh, but I think Drew Brees is just a little too much. Give me New Orleans. Okay. Although, although I, I do, I do think Miami's looked a little bit better than I thought they would look. So. Yeah, that's why I'm feeling them. Uh, they had a pretty good season last year. Um, I just think they're rolling over, uh, rolling over in this season. They're playing pretty good. Um, you know, uh, for the conference, you know, being the same conference as the Patriots and stuff. So it's, I'm going to roll with Miami. Uh, just gut feeling. I think they're going to go out there and handle business over in London. So. 
Uh, up next, we have Tennessee versus Houston. Who you got? Uh, Darnell, he has Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee as well. Uh, I just don't think Houston has enough offensively right now. Even though they did have a pretty good week against New England. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also think this is one, one of the worst we've seen in a while. Like that offense lets score a lot of points to be beat. So, but but I, I think Tennessee is stout enough both sides of the ball. Yeah, I I got Tennessee as well, man. So, enough to be said there. Um, Chargers versus Philly. Uh, Darnell has Philadelphia. How you feeling, Ty? Unfortunately, losing to him, but I'm gonna have to agree with him again. Uh, the Philadelphia <laughs> defense, the defense is actually look pretty legit. Uh, Starting to look like the quarterback Philly was hoping he would be. Yeah. Uh, not saying he wasn't last year, but he's he's turning into the quarterback that they wanted to see him turn into. Yeah. I think that's the better way to put it. So, uh, yeah, give me Philly. Plus, their defense is playing pretty well. Yeah. I took the words out of my mouth, man. So, yeah, I got to go with Philly. Uh, plus, plus uh, that 61-yarder from their field goal. Giants is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, up next, we have Tampa versus the New York Giants. Uh, Darnell's rolling with Tampa. Uh, so am I. Uh, how about you, Ty? Yeah, Tampa's at home. I'll take Tampa. Although the Giants look like they figured a few things out offensively. Uh, OBJ had two touchdowns. Yeah. One. Uh, honestly, uh, Sterling Shepard should have had another one, but uh, one got taken away because he didn't complete the process. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, those are the breaks, right? If yeah. the Lions have to deal with them, other teams do too. So, yeah, I'll, I'll roll a Tampa here. I'm just not seeing enough out of New York yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I feel the same way about New York, man. They're, they need to turn around quick. Um, you know, they looked pretty good last week, uh, but I still think, yeah, they need to, you know, get it going a little bit. Uh, you know, to step up. So they started the season off rough. Uh, looks like they got some little momentum going. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have to step it up against Tampa, but I think Tampa gets some dub. Mm-hmm. Then up, last but not least, we have Oakland versus Denver. Um, I got Oakland and Darnell Ooh. has, uh, who's he at? He has Denver. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the, I'm rolling with Darnell, uh, very unimpressive Sunday night football against the Redskins. Yeah, Su- true. Su- super unimpressive. Now, yeah. granted, I think that that'll turn out to be an outlier game for them. I don't think they're that bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think they. You know, Michael Crabtree one catch for like six yards bad. Yeah. Um But they just over the last handful of years, they've been a team that's really struggled to run the football. They need to find that again. Uh, they need to figure out how to run it with Lynch. They need to block better for him. Uh, they need to protect Carr a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Denver's, Denver's defense will have a nice week. Uh, Trevor Simeon's been playing well. They lost last week, but they're two and one. Yeah. Uh, give me, give me the Broncos. Yeah. I think, uh, Denver's the better team, but man, I just think with how they looked last week, I think they're going to be pissed off heading into this game. Uh, so I think, yeah, Cooper and, uh, Crabtree, they're going to go out there and uh, try to ball out on Denver. So, 
Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so I, I just got them. I think they're going to be pissed. They're going to play with some uh, anger and aggression. They're going to somehow find a way to pull off a win against them. So. Mm-hmm. But all right, man, uh, you have any final statements before we roll out? Um, I just I'll leave it at that. But all right, guys, as always, I appreciate you guys for always tuning in to us. Um, you can check this podcast out on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine. Also, feel free to follow, follow us on Twitter at BKM underscore cast. And uh, we'll catch you next week uh, with a brand new show. Peace out.